Welcome to After the Flag with myself, Steve Day, and Simon Crafer, where we try and analyse yet another jaw-dropping MotoGP race. It is magic at the moment. Before we go any further, of course, if you just witnessed the race, you would have seen that horrific crash at the top of the hill at Turn 3. I'm delighted to say that there's no serious injury to Joran Zarco or Franco Morbidelli. Fingers crossed we can have them back as soon as possible. But, Simon, where do you start? The stories in 2020... They just get better and better and better. I was just saying uh, to a few colleagues earlier, Matt and Neil, that even the MotoGP fans are... Um, sorry, someone's talking in my ear. I didn't expect that. Even the MotoGP fans that, that aren't, you know, the car fans or whatever, are going to be going to work tomorrow and saying, did you see that MotoGP well, race? This is the crash. Like, uh, how lucky was Valentino Rossi there? Uh, to me, that was like uh, the Grim Reaper passing across in front of you wasn't it that is proper terrifying you'd lose limbs if that got you you know or worse so proper scary uh, look guys it looks to me after a little bit I mean it's hard to see in pit lane as well but Joan Zarco's done the pass on the faster Ducati he's gone in tighter so ran wide and basically taken uh, Morbidelli's line and when the bike goes back in front you get a big slipstream at that speed you're talking what three what are they doing down there? It's over 300 kilometres now. 313, yeah. Yeah, so you get this big vacuum in the back it's right when you're about to break. So, I mean, Zarco's bike almost collected a couple of riders, but had it not have actually hit that air fence that's just there, it was making a beeline yeah. for the race leaders. No, and that's, why the, that's why the fence is there, and that's why it's a little bit scary having a, such a tight turn there. You know? well, well, listen, Andrea De Vizioso has won here today ahead of Juan Mir, his first ever MotoGP podium, and, and Jack Miller. Matt Burt will be standing by, ready to talk to the top three shortly. We'll hear from those, we'll analyse, we'll try and get through as much as we possibly can. Uh, quickly, on, on De Vizioso, and what a way to respond after the weekend he's had. You know, I, that's why I mentioned it in Park Firm, mm. because he must be p- proud of himself, you know, to pull that out. He, he must have had faith in himself that he could do that, and the, he knew the bike. I mean, he's done it a few times before, but hats off to him. He's so clever, so analytical, so when it counts, makes so little, so few mistakes, and, uh, yeah, amazing. I was watching him on track come out of that tight right when the tyre had gone down, and he genuinely was uh, the one where the crash was, if you watch on the footage how he could steer the rear on the on the rear tire and punch it out of there it was beautiful jack's starts were damn impressive <laughs> well yeah i mean this was the, the second restart i mean yeah. juan mir also got away really really well he went slightly wide but he gambled for the soft soft as well long old race but he defended beautifully right up until the, the last couple of corners yeah um i mean he explained that he had to take the soft and i believe him because i was running around pit lane and people said we've got no more tires um so we're running the same again jack wanted a new one so he had to choose hard or soft he went the soft of course, Juan Mir, it is, that gets through to second. A bittersweet day in many ways for Suzuki, but they won't feel too bad about the Alex Rins crash, despite the fact that he got out front, purely because their other man has managed to get on there. That's Suzuki's first podium here in Austria. Juan Mir's first MotoGP podium overdue, I think most people would agree as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, people have been saying, well, we've seen for a long time yeah. he's had the speed. He just haven't, hasn't put the qualifying, the start, the, the whole race together, you know, and no mistakes. The thing is, who would have believed that it was likely two Suzuki's on the podium today you know it was only that mistake from Alex he looked like threatening for the win even so yeah 
I would just like to point out that I did have Rins Dan potentially as a podium. You did? Yeah, you put him down but for third. It didn't happen because he crashed anyway. No, it was still uh, but good call. Best wishes to Alex. It looks like he got up in unscathed. Uh, so the top three are Dovi, uh, Juan Mir and Jack Miller. In fourth place, as we're just looking here, this is the, the moment between Jack and Juan just running it slightly wide through turn nine there for Jack and that allowed Juan Mir to come through and take the chequered flag. Jack said he didn't trust the front in there, you know, and, and uh, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, when that front had gone down, uh, the soft front, yeah, just... Well, especially as he's crashed here so often, Jack, he's never scored a point here in Austria, so it will be a big relief for him. In terms of the championship, things have turned upside down as well. Quattararo and Vinales have had disastrous days. Yeah, um, you know, I've got to feel sorry for Vinales' second race. It sounds like slipping clutch was a problem. Uh, Casey Stoner pointed it out, he heard... I don't hear much in pit lane. Apparently he heard something also. Gregorio, Gregorio Lavia messages the same. So I think they'd be right. Those guys would know. Um, and I feel sorry for him that happened. But the first race, five laps in, Valley from 12th, Valentino, was beside him. So I, I don't think it was going well today anyway. Well, Valentino, despite what happened over at Turn 3, managed to recover to fifth today, which is a, a great, great result. And was closing in, actually, on Brad Binder. What can you say about Brad? We need to talk about KTM at some point. We might get interrupted with live interviews. Uh, the day did not go to plan at all. Uh, I want to firstly talk to you about Polis Bargaro, because in the initial start, everything went perfectly. But the disruption, the red flag, yeah. which clearly had to come out, he was angry about it for obvious reasons. Here is a replay of, of this incident as well. This is his crash in the second race. He was getting a bit uh, yeah. impatient, wasn't he? He's run really wide. wide. Come back out. Boof, together. Oh, and poor old Oliveira again, you yeah. know, getting taken out. Yeah. Like That's why he was so frustrated. He lost it when he came in the box. But he is, to me, another mir. He's there, he's ready, he's ready to do something special, just everything needs to fall into place and nobody take him out. Um, Paul, I, you know I put him down for the win because I wanted him to, and you know, it didn't happen today, you, you picked it, I think he got rattled in the second one, and um, it's all part of the game, isn't it, this mental strength to put up with those things, but I think he, could, he really could have won today in that first one if it didn't stop. Okay, let's cross over now and get our first interview, the man who finished third today, Australian Jack Miller, a br brilliant defensive display with that soft front tyre, in the end he just lost out on second place, it's his first podium of 2020, and he's down with Matt now. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. I'm delighted to see Jack Miller for the first time in 2020. Jack Valencia last uh, November feels like a long time ago since we had a, had a little chat. Hard work out there today. You went for that soft front tyre, soft Michelin. You obviously decided to try and make the break at the start, but uh, you've got to be so happy to be back on the podium after what was a really dramatic day as well. Yeah, like you say, I mean, starting off with the Moto2 race, getting red flagged, you know, with that horrible crash. Uh, I hope uh, half is, is is OK. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, just sort of got in my rhythm in the first one. Sort of, I didn't really want to be leading, but I was doing my best just to sort of manage it the best I could, try not to overspin the tyres. Um, and yeah, uh, I honestly thought Dovi was having a mechanical in the last loss in between the last two corners. He sort of sat up and put his arm up, and I was like, but he didn't go off the racing line. I thought this is weird because I didn't have the flash on the dashboard, nothing. I was like, why is he getting out of the way? What is he doing? <laughs> and then I come out on the front straight, seeing the red flags, and I was like, oh, okay, must have been a crash. And then, you know, you were off to the top of the turn one there, and I could see where it was. And 
it's never nice seeing boys no. go down there. I mean, it's a, it's a honestly your heart goes straight in your mouth. It's gut wrenching, um, you know. And then arriving upon the scene, seeing bits of bike everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's not nice. The only thing I can say that was positive about it all was I saw John going away on a scooter, and I saw Frankie on the stretcher moving. So I mean, immediately it's a sigh of relief. But uh, no, never nice to go down there. I hope the boys are alright and they can be back here next week. But. Uh, yeah, uh, start again, 20 laps. 20 laps is still a long time, Randy, I can tell you that for free. And uh, like you say, I didn't have any other option but to put the soft. I was like, uh, it was either hard, which I hadn't used at all, or soft, which I'd done a few laps on. So I'll put the soft and, uh, yeah, tried to make the bolt. It didn't really work. Um, might have to work on that skill <laughs> for the future. But, uh, no, I managed to get it out to about a second. Uh, wasn't able to keep it out there for very long, though. I just got the front hot and started bouncing a little bit and I just tried to recover and manage it as best I could. Thought I could kind of stay there with Dolby and then uh, yeah, decided to try and fend off Joanne. I made a small error uh, in trying to defend uh, on Joanne. I thought he was close and he was. I uh, tried to tip it in just a little early just to sort of close the door thinking he was on me. And as soon as I did, it just sort of started bouncing. I was like, I was not pulling any more lever. That's why I dropped it last year out of a podium position. I'm not doing that again this year, so... Uh, yeah, it's a shame, but uh, we're back here again next weekend, so hopefully we can try and improve on that. Yeah, and what a difference seven days makes, Jack, as well, because it was a difficult weekend for Ducati and yourself in Bruno. So you must be really happy with the way you've responded and the way the team have responded to put a podium bike underneath yeah. you today. Yeah, I mean, I was ninth and Dovi was, what, 11th. So yeah. it's a great turnaround for both of us. But, uh, you know, uh, it was a special weekend in, in Checo. It's good to be back up fighting all weekend for uh, decent positions. Um, the team are working really hard, Ducati are working really hard, so, you know, I would have loved to have rewarded them with a 1-2 today, but uh, I fumbled that one, but anyway, no, I mean, massive congratulations to Dovi, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, I know, you know, it can't be easy on him, but uh, just shows he's a, he's a true, he's a true gentleman, but also a true champion, I think, at heart. And you've had a bit of a score to settle with the Red Bull Ring. Four previous visits, you have actually scored a point. So uh, finally, Jack, uh, you've scored have your I first point. Have I finished one, though? Um, Maybe in Mark videos I might have finished one. I can't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but you haven't scored it's a point. It's not been positive, though. I'm happy, to, <laughs> I'm happy to say, finally, you scored your first point, and it is on the podium. So you must be happy as well on, to get that one out of the way on a bogey track. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, we're doing all right this year. I don't, haven't seen the points yet, but... Uh, I think uh, today would have been a healthy haul for us and uh, hopefully we can keep doing that. Yeah, congratulations, Jack. Great to see you back on the podium and we look forward to you doing it all again in about a week's time. Oh, yeah, I hope so too. We'll see what happens. You know, It's always hard with these back-to-backs. The boys always lift their game, so we're going to have to do the same. Congratulations, Cheers. Jack. Good to see you, mate. Thank back you. to you guys in the studio. Yeah, thanks very much, Matt. Thanks to Jack Miller as well. Great to have him on the podium. He needed to get that one out of the way, didn't he, Simon? And you just wonder now, because he was, his hand was forced in that race, whether he can take this confidence now and with the right setup next week, maybe go one better or maybe even two better. I think he can. He's got the speed. Uh, they know the soft front is no good now, you know. I think Jack can. He's got the speed. I think he, this will give him confidence. And the bike is the bike to be on around here, isn't it? It's got KTM or a Duke and he's got one. I think he can fight for the, the win next week if he puts it all together.
Yeah, it's a fantastic effort then from uh, Jack Miller, of course. His teammate Peko Banya is still out. We wish him all the best. It looks like he's not going to be uh, back for a while. Let's hear from the man then. What a weekend it has been for Andrea De Vizioso. But he is the man. 50 wins for Ducati in MotoGP. And 14 of them have been won by this man. Let's go over to the race winner. Andrea De Vizioso is with Matt now. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. It's undaunted Dovi at the Red Bull Ring and undefeated at Ducati. Andrea, what a difference a week makes. We were just saying to Jack Miller, after all the struggles that you and Ducati had in Renault last weekend, this was the perfect response. 11th last weekend to the top step of the podium. You must be so relieved after everything that's gone on so far this season and in particular with the news that we heard yesterday. Yes, but I'm more impressive about... Uh, about uh uh, the, 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 the comeback after Bruno because uh, the feeling was so bad and in my mind uh, I didn't have any clear idea than what I really have to change but uh, from the experience we did in the last two years it was also uh, the, the, the work we did on a small details and on my riding style more than to change a, a bike like normally everybody doing uh, and this time happened, happened the same uh, in the way I, I was approaching the, the brake didn't work because the rear tire changed a lot, a lot of things and uh, from the first practice I, I was able to brake in a different way and everything worked in a good way. That uh, gave us the possibility to be there and uh, work in a normal way during the weekend and be ready for the race and so happy about that I don't know if you were aware before the second start that Jack had gone for the soft front tyre and the soft rear yeah. tyre he opened up a lead of about a second were you worried at any point that he was going to make a, a breakaway that you couldn't recover yeah I didn't know about him his soft tyre but I think he did a really bad uh, decision <laughs> um, because uh, the front tyre worked very well and didn't drop so uh, I don't think it was a really good idea I think, he might have was, actually, I think he might have had no medium front tyres left. I think he might have had yeah, to Yeah, but uh, you can make uh, two races with that <laughs> medium. So I don't think it was a good idea. Um, but he was so fast at the beginning. I couldn't be faster. But fortunately, he had just uh, two shots. <laughs> he didn't have that uh, speed to, to, to keep that speed. So uh, I was able to ride in a, a bit smooth way and be able to be consistent. And obviously we saw Alex Rins very, very briefly yes. come up the inside of you at turn six and then he crashed. What did you make of that incident? Yes, I couldn't see him, but uh, I was expecting him very strong in the race. And I think with him it was very difficult to win the race. And I think it will be very, uh, very hard to next, next round, also because he, it, he will be very angry. But um, I think uh, what we show today is a really important thing. It's another great day for you and Ducati, Andre. Their fifth straight win here in the Red Bull Ring. The 50th win, actually, in World Championship Racing for Ducati. I've got to ask you, after what happened yesterday, is there any way back in this relationship between you and Ducati? Do you think things can change if you carry on this kind of a form, or is your relationship, it's beyond saving? No. That's a pretty crystal clear answer. You will, you will not be in Ducati <laughs> no, in 20... Change, no change. <laughs> And what about next weekend, Andrew? Of course, you get to come back to the Red Bull Ring in just five days' time. I mean, are you confident you'll be able to make it two wins in a week here? I don't know. I don't know because uh, there is, uh, I mean, I have to check the, the, the race to understand Paul, what's happened, because he was very strong in the, in the practice. And uh, I, see, I think the Suzuki ridership will be very strong in the next round. 
Great to see you back on the top step of the podium, Andrea, for the first time since Austria last year. Enjoy the celebrations and we'll see you back here in five days' time. Back to you, Thank Steve. You. Desmo Dobby will be no more in 2021. We had to ask him, though, didn't we? Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks very much, uh, Matt. Thanks to Andrea De Vizioso. Well, that was a resounding no, wasn't it? The answer to that question. What do you make of his thoughts there, Simon? Um, the thing that leaps out to me is how strong, how difficult is, you know, the race is going to be next week. Because he's pointed out two Suzuki's and he's right. I mean, there's at least two Ducatis. I think Zarco as well. So there's three Ducatis, two Suzuki's. And I think there's going to be two or three KTM's as well. Because Paul is there, you know, and if he holds it together, we saw it today in the first one. And Brad has got some more miles that's, under his belly. That's yeah, a under very, his belt. very important point. Let's cross back over to, to Matt now. He's got, I'm sure, a very happy Juan Mir down with him at the moment. His first ever MotoGP podium. Over to you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Well, we knew pre-race that Juan Mir loved the Red Bull ring. He was a two-time winner here in Moto3, and here he is celebrating his first MotoGP podium in a very dramatic uh, race, Juan. You must be so, so happy. You've shown the speed and the potential before, but finally today you are a MotoGP podium, man. How do you feel? I feel amazing, no? <laughs> it was hard to, to get the, the first podium. Uh, like you said, a couple of, of uh, races ago, we got the speed to, to we start to get the speed to to be uh, faster, you know, and uh, here finally we get the, the result. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy, so happy also for the, for the team, the ones that are here and the other ones that are in, ja in Japan. Uh, mm, I, I, I cannot ask for more today. Uh, honestly, uh, I think that if, if uh, we start in first row and we uh, start from I put in front, probably I have something more, but, uh, you know, fight with Ducati is not, is not easy here. And, uh, but anyway, uh, it, I, I'm really happy. The key to any MotoGP race is the start, and it looked like, are you using the new hole shot device? Because both you and Alex got brilliant starts in both races. It looks like the new hole shot device is really, really good. Yeah, yeah, in Breno, Alex used it, and I saw that it was super fast. <laughs> and here, I, I also use it, and... Um, and yeah, amazing. I mean, good start. Uh, the best one uh, in my life for sure. In both races, not in, only in yeah. the first one. And uh, and yeah, uh, now now we if we get everything together like today, we will be able to fight in in more tracks for sure. And you must be so happy as well because the Suzuki, we know it's not got the speed of the Ducati, but you really kept the pressure on Jack Miller and that pressure told because he made that mistake in the penultimate corner. So you, you really kept the pressure on Jack. It looks like Suzuki have, have got a really strong competitive boat motorcycle this year. Yes. In, uh, you know, when the track is not so, so hot like in Jerez, uh, the bike works so well in every track, you know, and... Uh, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, it's, it's hard to fight with the Ducati here. They are so fast in sector one and two, but we are fast in sector three and four, you know. Uh, for sure, uh, for us, it's uh, more difficult to overtake. Uh, also, for the, the KTMs, where uh, Paul was super fast on the straight also. And uh, to fight against these guys with uh, those engines uh, was, was hard today. But uh, our bike is good in other in other uh, points, you know? And, uh, well, we play our cards well. The good news is you get to come back to the Red Bull Ring in five days' time to start the Styrian Grand Prix. I mean, how much, Joanne, has this lifted your confidence and your self-belief that you can now 
fight for the podium and potentially the victories in MotoGP? Well, my team and me, we already knew that we uh, had that potential, but now uh, we believe even more in us for sure after this podium. It was awesome to watch a great race, sir. Joanne, many, many congratulations Thank on you. your first MotoGP podium. Thank you very much. Back to you guys, Steve. Joanne Weir's first podium in MotoGP. I don't think it will be his last. No, no. Fighting talk. Thanks, Matt. Thanks to Joanne. Fighting talk there. Um, Simon, some great words from Juan in that race. I mean, it's, it's fantastic to see him on the podium. It shows you where Suzuki are and the data that they can pick up from today to maybe push even further. I don't, like you said earlier, nobody really expected Suzuki's to be fighting as close to the Ducatis as they were. No, um, that interview, very, very cool to me. Like, yeah. he's, he's got some inner belief. He's very talented and intelligent and... Uh, I think, I mean, he's part of that new generation. I'm talking that they're faster. You know, he's going to only get faster again. And, uh, yeah, I think other riders are going to be really worried about him, especially towards the end of the year, you know? The only thing I will just bring up, it just shows as well how important it is for Juan Mir to qualify well. He, he did that this weekend and notoriously he's struggled in that area. But when you do qualify well, and obviously he's not bad with the new launch control system, you know, that has launched him into a contention for the podium. So he's going to have to try and keep that up on a Saturday. Dead right. I think the, well, he pr- pretty much put it across that it's made a difference. And it's all... Like, guys, it's so competitive. Everyone's almost the same speed. If you have to start from the back of the grids, it's so difficult to pass. Those, the Dukes are a nightmare for a rider to pass. True, true nightmare. So, yeah, great. I think he's going to do it more often. Uh, a couple of mentions to other riders. Sixth place today was Taka Nakagami. That's another top ten for Nakagami, who showed great late race pace. So he, again, just needs to sort out that qualifying, and he could be in contention once more. He just finished behind uh, Valentino Rossi. Danilo Petrucci was also just behind him. I've got to give a word, because I know you, you, you're going to want to talk about this. I mean, you don't even know where I'm going here, which is fantastic. Uh, Ika Lekawona finishing in ninth place yeah, today. Good. It's, I mean, yes, okay, a couple of riders fell, but he had to see the chequered flag, and, and a top 10 as well that will be a boost for him yep um that's what Hervé's been telling him just I want you to finish you know so uh you know they need that race distance to see how the bikes change they learn so much and Ika's the least experienced guy out there it's great to see him get some track knowledge and uh, again another one by the end of the season he'll I think if he doesn't hurt himself he'll start coming good Oliveira though I think he's the one I missed out before he's going to be here next weekend fighting. Yeah, I, I think everyone feels sorry for Miguel Oliveira. It's sort of the tale of what might have been so often for him. He's another one like Mir, like Binder. We're going to see him soon, for yep. sure. He's got the speed. Before we go, we've got to talk about the World Championship leader and just analyse that uh, once more. Uh, a mistake in the initial race was the biggest issue because he got pumped wide into turn one at the start of the first race, which pushed him back. And then trying to make up for it, he went... Too way deep. too hot into turn four yep. which put him at the back and then ultimately obviously he had to start the second race from 20th so how do you analyse his race he looked incredibly frustrated at the end yeah I think like turn four where he ran wide um, it's a downhill off camber and it looked from on board that the rear came around he, he couldn't turn in and ran off straight into the gravel you know but you're right just a little bit too late on the brakes but 
I feel sorry for the Yamaha boys because that's what they have to do is be so late on the brakes because the engines aren't quite quick enough and it's so easy to make a mistake when you're riding like that. I suppose the problem for Quattararo, Simon, uh, going into next week's Grand Prix in Styria, despite still being the championship leader, his gap's been cut and even if he'd have had a squeaky clean race, he's still going to have problems dealing with the Ducatis, with the KTM and the Suzukis. Here next week, big style. I, I mean, we I didn't put a Yamaha on the podium today uh, as our prediction, and I think it's t- going to be hard to get one on the podium next week. Um, but they go to races away from here, and they've got the advantage. Okay, well, that's all we've got time for. There's so much more to talk about, but you can join us again in a few days, of course, uh, as we do it all again here at the Red Bull Ring for the BMW M Grand Prix of Styria. It's time for the press conference now. Thanks for joining us this weekend. There's so much more to come. Stay tuned. Stay safe.